Welcome, my friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Merry Christmas. Bill Jack in studio with me. Bill, Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. Merry Christmas to you. Blessed Christmas to all of our listeners. It is a joyous time of year, uh, even though it has been a strange year, and even though there are people who, during holiday seasons, mourn and grieve over losses during the previous year, and it's no more poignant and no more bitter sweet than at this time of year. And yet, we are here to proclaim that Jesus is king still. And we are comforted that uh, Jesus came, that he came to bind up the broken heart, that he came to set the captives free, he came to open up the prison cells, he came to bring blessings as far as the curse is found. Indeed, uh, the Son of God himself takes upon himself human flesh and then takes our sins upon himself on the cross and uh, is 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 here to reverse everything that Adam did. Adam blew it. Jesus comes to bring redemption. He comes to bring complete salvation for us and to reverse all of the effects of the fall and to uh, make everything right. He came to bring righteousness, peace, and joy. And we can have that peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, even as we're walking through difficult trials. It's been a hard year for me. It's been a hard year for you. I know it's been a hard year for a lot of people, including Philip Zodiades, and I want to get to that in just a moment. But, uh, but still, we're comforted that Jesus came to be sure that the story ends with what? They lived happily ever after. And, and it is the one word you have yet to mention, and I'm waiting for it, and it's the word hope. If it were not for this event that dates every event in history, the birth of Christ, we would be sitting here hopeless. We would be sitting here in despair. We yeah. would be sitting here in darkness. Yeah. We would be sitting here cursed with our sins and no hope whatsoever. Yeah, without God and without hope in the world, as Paul says in Ephesians 2. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, and indeed, he sent his only begotten son as a gift. And that is what we're celebrating this Christmas season. And uh, yet, we want to remember those who are in prison this Christmas season. Philip Zodiades is in prison. And I've written to his son, and his son reports that uh, he's, uh, he's having a hard time. That uh, Philip Zodiades, who I believe is being persecuted for his faith, is, uh, is, is struggling this time of year. And uh, he's, they're allowing no visitors, so he's not going to be enjoying a visit from his family. And um, Is that because point, of his just, particular circumstances or because of the COVID, probably because of the COVID? More deal. because of the COVID-19 problem, yeah, right. So he's, he's not necessarily being singled out in prison. Right. He's being singled out, and that's why he is in prison but not in the prison itself. Now, we take a biblical worldview to all issues, and that means that we, we define what is right and wrong. We define what is just and unjust by the laws of God. And uh, if you don't do that, then you're not going to understand this program. You're not going to understand why we think it's important to visit those who are in prison, including Philip Zodiades, or at least remember those who are in prison, as we're told to do in Hebrews chapter 13. Jesus in Matthew chapter 25 says that 
he wants us to visit those who are in prison, the least of these, my brothers. And I think Philip Zodiades uh, fulfills those requirements. Now, and I, and President, I, I know that some of our listeners are going, oh, no, wait a minute, that last name is an unusual last name. So I'm going to spell it for them so that they can look him up. And it's Z-O-D-H-I-A-T-E-S. Philip so, Zodiades. That's right. He's the son of a famous, a fairly famous Christian theologian uh, by the name of Spiros Zodiades. So there's some connection there. But uh, we would like to seek the pardon of President Donald Trump for Philip Zodiades. We'd like to encourage you to write to the White House and uh, this Christmas season. Uh, go to bat for a brother in Christ who is uh, being persecuted in this country. I know it's hard to imagine that the persecution has already begun, but uh, it shouldn't be hard to imagine. Uh, this being one of the first instances of Christian persecution in the history of this country. There's been a couple other instances in my study of American history, but this being a very important uh, uh case of Christian persecution in America. Now, President Donald Trump has already pardoned a number of people, and so it wouldn't be unusual for the president to pardon somebody who's unjustly uh, placed in uh, jail or in prison. And here are instances of uh, presidential pardon on the part of this administration thus far. You've got the political prisoner, Michael Flynn. So we all know about Michael Flynn. And Papadopoulos. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the others are – here's some examples. These are the people that President Trump has pardoned uh, recently this year. Conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute cocaine. Uh, bank robbery and interference with commerce by armed robbery. Here's another guy, um, a dentist from Pittsburgh who was pleading guilty for health care fraud related to false billing. And here's another one, uh, Alfred Lee Crum, who had – pleaded guilty in 1952 to helping a relative illegally distill moonshine in Oklahoma. So, you know, 70 years in the slammer for that seems a little tough. That is some aged moonshine. Yeah, that that moonshine's been around a while. Um, And I would say, you know, some injustice probably involved in some of these cases. Um, Weldon Angelos had been sentenced in 2002 to 55 years imprisonment for selling marijuana. Uh, Philip Lyman was a county commissioner in Utah who was prosecuted for protesting the Bureau of Land Management's closure of the Recapture Canyon. And uh, Otis Gordon, who had been convicted of possession with intent to distribute, so forth and so on. So these are examples. Uh, just gave probably two-thirds of the examples of those already pardoned. But for Philip Zodiades, he wasn't convicted of drug possession. He wasn't po- convicted of uh, bank robbery. He wasn't convicted of... Uh, things like uh, selling moonshine or uh, selling marijuana. Philip Zodiades was convicted of giving a woman and her natural daughter an automobile ride. So that's what he's convicted of. Now, a little background on this. And you can check out this at 419fun.com if you'd like to. You can get the whole story. This is a Christian man serving time for giving a woman and her natural daughter an automobile ride to escape the clutches of a lesbian who had some visitation rights, who as far as Philip was uh, concerned or understood was sexually abusing the child. So he's trying to step in to help in a situation like this. The woman had a relationship, there's this uh, mother, had a relationship with this lesbian. She had repented of this, and she'd been a member of a local church and was trying to escape the lesbian relationship and protect her child from what they perceived to, to be sexual abuse. All right, so that's the background of this. Now, 
biblically, how do we look at a case like this? Well, you have to look at a case like this, and you have to look at every case from the perspective of biblical law. It is unjust to assign a man to prison for three years for picking up a woman and her daughter in his automobile, even if the reason is that she was trying to escape the clutches of a lesbian who claimed to be the girl's father. Moreover, this man was under the clear impression that the little girl is being sexually abused by this lesbian who had absolutely no natural relation with the child. Now, this is pure evil. From a biblical perspective, a lesbian has no right to claim either a second motherhood or a fatherhood over a child. Just that's just there is no there is no possible biblical defense for allowing for a second mother to adopt a child or to allow for lesbians to marry each other. Friends, this is called wickedness. This is called pure evil. This is tyranny and oppression and wickedness at the highest possible levels. Now, by biblical standards, the lesbian should never have had visitation rights as if she was some kind of a parent. By God's law, Proverbs 17 and Romans chapter 1, the civil magistrate should favor Philip, not the lesbian. Listen to Proverbs 17. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. In this case, the magistrate has justified the most wicked person and condemned the just to three to four years in prison. So that's the biblical answer to this. If a Christian wants to be a Christian and stand for those who have been abused by an unjust civil magistrate, if you want to stand for what is right, if you want to stand for righteousness, if you want to stand for justice in a world in which justice is utterly confused, you must apply the laws of God to it. And that's what many Christians are hesitant to do in a case like this, Bill. And this is against nature's law and nature's God. Yeah. As our founding fathers would say. That's right. Yeah. So, friends, in this case, the magistrate has justified the wicked and condemned the just to jail. So what does the president of the United States do? And what do you do if you are interested in justice and if you're interested in going to bat for a Christian brother? What should you do in such a case, given that? Uh, you should not support the persecution of the righteous, and you certainly should not promote the justification of the wicked. So and what can, is God calling you to do right now? Should you contact the White House and encourage the President of the United States to stand for righteousness in this case? Yeah, you, you can have a voice for those who are voiceless. You can You can speak for those who can't speak for themselves, and in this case, you can speak for Philip. You can support him at support419fund.com. And I would encourage you to do that, my friends. On this edition of the Generations Broadcast, as I see it, he is the first, that is, Philip Joe Zodiades is the first to suffer this much in prison since the 1820s when the missionary to the Creeks in the Cherokee, Samuel Worcester, served four years for a manifestly unjust reason. Remember, Samuel Worcester in the 1820s was a missionary to the Creeks and to the Cherokee in the state of Georgia and fought hard against the, the Trail of Tears. Uh, he was put in prison for it. By the way, when they came to arrest him, I think it was the fourth time, uh, his wife was in bed. She was sick in bed. And he turned to the magistrates who come down to arrest him and said, you know, we haven't done family worship today yet. So would you join me uh, in the bedroom of my wife? 
and we'll do family worship, and then you can arrest me and throw me in jail for four years. And that's precisely what happened in the case of Samuel Worcester. He took the case to the Supreme Court. It's one of the most famous uh, cases in all of U.S. history. And he won. And Worcester against the uh, state of Georgia, and he won at the U.S. Supreme Court. And friends, Philip Zodiotti's case is the first manifest persecution of a Christian uh, since that time. There, I think there have been a few other cases, but nothing like this in which a man is forced into prison for three to four years. So far, I think he's been in prison for two years, some 650 days. And we're going to talk about this more in just a moment on the Generations broadcast. This is Kevin Swanson. Ever since the creation of the Garden of Eden, Satan has been working his hardest to erase the knowledge of God and seduce the creatures made in God's image to think that they are the center of the universe. One look at today's society and you see his progress. Humanistic thought has inundated our culture and we can trace its roots directly back to the classroom and the textbooks we're setting in front of our kids. That's why every Christian homeschool parent should have a curriculum that's not only rock solid academically, but most importantly will point students back to their creator as the source of all wisdom and knowledge and to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If you've been struggling to find such a curriculum, look no further. Here at Generations, we've spent over 15 years developing our Christian discipleship curriculum to help Christian homeschool parents like you pass on the faith to your children by teaching a God-centered view of life and integrating the Bible into every lesson. Our goal is to not only help you meet your students' academic needs, but also to assist you in discipling your children for generations to come. So get started today with our Christian Discipleship Curriculum and watch your children marvel, learn, and mature as they embark on a God-focused learning adventure to discover more about the world around them and the one who made it all. You can learn more about our curriculum resources and pick up our newly released 5th grade curriculum pack today at generations.org slash curriculum. That's generations.org slash curriculum. And we are back on the Generations broadcast on this Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus, and praise be to God for the incarnation of the Son of God for our salvation. Well, friends, uh, Jesus, what does he want us to do? Well, on Judgment Day, he's going to ask a simple question. Did you serve those, the least of these, my brothers, in prison? He's going to ask that question. That's the question that shows up in the trial of the sheep and the goats. And so I think we need to ask ourselves, did we go to bat? Did we go and visit those in prison? Not just in Pakistan and China and elsewhere, but how about here at home? Sometimes it's easy to love those who are far away from us, who are suffering injustices, but uh, a little bit more challenging to uh, to serve those who are here at home. But I'm overwhelmed, Bill, at the lack of Christian support for Philip Zodiotti's only LifeSite News. Com, a Catholic group, I believe, has supported Philip Zodiati. So if you do a search for him, you'll find LifeSite News has gone to bat with him with a special petition about a year ago. But this is, to me, the strongest indication that we're looking at 
perhaps tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of pastors and Christians in America going to jail in the next four to five years. If Christians aren't willing to defend Christians uh, when it comes to these single cases here and there, I can't imagine that we are going to be able to stand against the massive persecution uh, soon to come against the uh, Christian population. If there's this level of disinterest in Philip Zodiades, I would say prepare your pastors, your elders, your Christian businessmen, those who refuse to uh, provide for homosexual weddings, et cetera, et cetera, uh, fully expect that the Quality Act and uh, other measures will be used against Christian businessmen and Christian pastors all over this country over the next five to ten years. If you're unwilling to take a stand for justice now, forget about the next five to ten years. We're all going to jail. Right. Now, what were the official charges against him? What 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 was he convicted of? You know, I mean, you can't say he was convicted of giving a ride to a mom and her daughter. That was not that would not be a charge that would be brought in court. That's what that's the what he actually did. But what were the charges against him that landed him in jail? How did he get incarcerated? How did he get convicted? Is he has he gone through a trial and been convicted, or is he awaiting trial? How is this playing out? And what are people to do when they write to the White House, when they call the White House, when they email, what do they say exactly that they would like to see happen? Right, Bill. The charge was removing a child or, in this case, aiding and abetting the removal of a child with intent to obstruct the lawful exercise of parental rights. And I would say the unlawful exercise of parental rights. I would, too. From a biblical law perspective, yeah. right? Uh, if, if you're just going to say, what's the standard of righteousness? Is it the pro LGBT, you know, whatever Nero is coming up with today? Or is it the unchanging law of God? How are you going to define justice, uh, either by God's law or by man's law? And I would say we as Christians absolutely must define it by God's laws. And it, and, is, it is justice is rendering unto each person what is due according to. God's law. That's exactly right. And so I'm encouraging everybody to contact the White House, uh, whitehouse.gov slash contact. And what do they say? Please pardon Philip Zodiades. I think that's all you need to say. You can check out more info at 419fun.com. It's right there. You just click on Philip's picture and you're right there to the site. And you can you can call the White House. The White House switchboard number is 202 202- Four five six one four one four. And Bill, I'm still struggling with why nobody really wants to support Philip Zodiades. Or it seems to me that there hasn't been much of an outcry on the part of the Christian media, on the part of Christian leaders, Christian pastors, America, on this particular issue. Christian leaders in America seem to be ignoring him. They leave him to rot in prison, and they're not crying out for justice. And I, I just think that's wrong. I believe we we need to be looking out for cases like this, especially now where we're on the cusp of the persecution of tens of thousands of Christian businessmen, pastors, etc., over the next five to ten years. It seems this would be a good time to pay attention to these sorts of things. Um, and I think one of the main reasons why Christian leaders have backed away from him, or um, most Christians are avoiding this or aren't really doing anything for it, is that they don't know anything about it. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the case, because as as we know, there is suppression of information 
by by the by Facebook, by Twitter, by by anything that that the liberals consider to be conservative or Christian, that would not surprise me that it hasn't popped up on the radar of a lot of people because of that reason. He's just a no name Christian businessman. I mean, he's not he's not even a pastor in this case. In the in in the case, two Mennonite pastors have been persecuted and have served time in prison on this. So just just so everybody knows, this isn't just Philip. Two other Mennonite pastors have suffered big time for their involvement in this situation. And I think people are afraid. They're extremely fearful to oppose the lesbian that put him in prison, or at least the pro-lesbian system that uh, that is 100% opposed to Christ and to all Christians. Uh, I think people are afraid. They're extremely afraid. It's a true form of homophobia where they're afraid of these powerful lesbians who control the media and politics. And it's hard to believe persecution has come to America. Nobody wants to believe it. They don't think that the case is cut and dried because they don't really commit themselves to God's law. And they don't want to defend a Christian caught on a technicality. Now, there was another case, which we followed for a long time. Even the Worldview.com jumped on this, as well as the Generations Radio broadcast, in which a creationist who had a ministry, a fairly flourishing ministry, I would say 15, 20 years ago, this creationist was caught on a technicality, and he was put in prison for, I believe it was seven years. It was outrageous. It was some kind of a tax system, right. a technicality, or, 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 or I think it had something to do with what they called structuring, and that is taking too much money out of your bank account on any given day. You know, if you took out $10,001 on a certain day, and you did that more than two to three times, uh, you were subjected to seven years in prison. So it was a very dangerous kind of thing, but it was also a very unjust law. And Forbes magazine was the only organization or media outlet that took this to task and did everything they could to defend the creationists. They didn't believe in creation. They didn't believe, you know, in his mission. Uh, but this uh, Forbes magazine, uh, which is a fairly well-known magazine in America. Yeah, financial magazine. Took this case to task. And over and over again, they took the side of the creationists. But, of course, no Christian organization would bother to defend the Christian in the case. Because it, it, you don't want to get painted. You don't want to get stained with it. And you don't want to you don't want to end up people going, oh, you supported that. And they get their news from the mainstream media, which which skews the facts on this. And as a result, uh, that's what happens. Well, the, the wolf always goes for the sheep on the edge of the of the flock. Yeah. And, well, you know, these Christian ministries are for the gospel. You know, I mean, you don't want to fight for justice. I mean, come on. We're not, interested. We're not interested in righteousness. We're not interested in God's law. We're not interested in justice. We just teach the gospel here. Yeah. You know, the classic argument. Um, but it was interesting. In the case of the creationist, I looked at a list of Christians who petitioned for his release. Because I was kind of curious. I thought, well, you know, here's a, a, a organization or here's a petition petitioning for the release of this uh, Christian brother, this creationist. And in, as I was reviewing it, almost all were Russian Christians. They were Russian. They had Russian names. They had escaped tyranny, and they understood how the game was played. You're yeah. never, never arrested for being a Christian. You get arrested for being a rabble rouser, for some breaking some technical thing. You're arrested because you're an enemy of the state. 
Yeah. Because government cannot allow God to be worshipped in place of government. Well, friends, someday the truth of God's word and God's law will prevail, even in cases like this. Someday justice will be done, and a hundred years from now, we'll look back on this, and the wickedness of this nation will be evident, the pathetic unwillingness of so many Christians to stand for real justice. God's justice is going to be made known. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to see justice prevail one of these days. Um, it's it's too bad that too many Christians will have that demonic thought that comes into their mind. Maybe the lesbians are right to persecute Philip Zodiades. Maybe it serves him right. Yeah. Maybe he shouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. That is always the argument of the Pharisees against mm-hmm. Jesus. They couldn't deny that what he did was right. It was just, I just wish he hadn't done it that way. You know? Your disciples don't wash their hands, you know? Well, my contact with Philip's son, he asks us to pray for his mother as well as his father. He says his mother has a very difficult time during the holidays with his father's absence. So pray for Philip Zodiades, pray for Philip's wife, and let us let us stand for this brother in Christ. By the way, just a few updates uh, from Philip Zodiades. You can get these at 419fund.com. Dear one in Christ, I praise the Lord for his love and his sovereign working all things together for his glory. We serve an amazing and awesome Lord, and I never cease to be overwhelmed by his grace, his mercy, and love, and the way he works everything together for good. Today was a milestone of sorts. We were very surprised to be suddenly told we could go outside for one and a half hours to the recreation yard. This was the first time in two months most of us were able to breathe fresh air. Even though it was quite cold, we were thankful to have been uh, taking our coats and so forth and so on. Another unit was cleared out to make room for Unicor workers. Uh, About 12 people from that unit came to our unit. About eight of them were believers. I am just now meeting them all, although one has started studying the Bible with me, Will and Richard, every evening. So he's had a Bible study with four guys, and several have come to know the Lord through his prison ministry while he has been persecuted in this. Uh, this prison. He says, uh, before we had become confined to our cells, our nightly prayer group had dwindled to about five because of guys going home or to another facility. Nine of us crammed together last night into a seven by nine cell to pray and study the word of God. So that's a recent update from Philip Zodiades here on June 18th. I met with the presence of the Lord in one of the most powerful ways I've ever experienced in my life. I met him with tears, completely unworthy to be in his presence, but for the blood of Jesus. The Lord quietly spoke to me that my time here in prison is serving his purpose. He has ordained me for this. It is a privilege and a calling and one in which I feel totally unqualified, yet here I am, and there is a distinct message I'd like to proclaim to the church, and it goes on. So, friends, you can be updated by this brother in Christ who uh, I think has something important to say to us at a time like this. But, uh, you know, Bill, I think a lot of this is is to be able to recognize a true brother of Jesus. And, you know, if, if there are Christians reading this and they don't recognize that here's a spirit-filled Christian who is being persecuted, it's hard to believe the Holy Spirit is in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and everybody is skeptical, and they should be. They should investigate the facts, but then they should act on behalf of a brother in Christ. And that's what we're advocating, that you contact the White House and advocate that the president pardon Philip. 
That's right, my friends. Contact the White House and encourage the White House, encourage the President of the United States to pardon Philip Zodiades. The whitehouse.gov slash contact is where you want to go on the Internet in order to send a message to the President of the United States. Remember, we only have about three weeks left to make this happen unless something happens in terms of the next administration. But uh, now I know it would be politically incorrect, perhaps the highest blasphemy to the persecutors of Christians in our country to release this man from prison. But what would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? Ask the president of the United States to do one righteous thing as he wraps up these four years. And, and I believe this would have some value in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what he said to Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, it wasn't as if Saul was persecuting Jesus directly. No, he was persecuting his people. Yeah. And he was feeling that persecution. And this was a major issue to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you read the final books of the Bible, including the book of Revelation, you're going to find there's not a lot of mention concerning the issue of abortion. However, there's a lot of concern about the persecution of his people in the book of Revelation. If you read the the New Testament, you're not going to find a great deal about abortion and the injustices that were being done by the Roman Empire. And trust me, it was as bad as it is today in the Roman Empire. But the number one issue that Jesus is concerned about is the persecution of his people, including in 2020, the United States of America. So friends, if you will stand for any form of justice at all, if you would stand for righteousness at all, if you would defend the rights of any Christian man who is suffering, I would encourage you to stand up for Philip Zodiades and write the White House. Whitehouse.gov slash contact is the website you want to go to and simply ask the President of the United States to pardon Philip Zodiades. Three words, pardon Philip Zodiades or four words, please pardon Philip Zodiades. That's the message to send to the President of the United States this Christmas season. And this is Kevin Swanson and Bill Jack wishing you a very Merry Christmas and inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.